Welcome to the Bible Reading Plan podcast by Victory Point. One of the best ways to grow as a disciple of Jesus is to read and reflect on Scripture daily. We created this podcast to guide you through our daily Bible reading plan that helps us dwell in God's Word as we grow together in listening to the Spirit. Whether you're on your commute, doing dishes, or just getting up in the morning, we're glad you tuned in. Good morning and welcome to the Bible Reading Plan podcast. My name is Brendan McClenahan. I'm the pastor of discipleship at Victory Point Ministries. Um, We probably already know each other. There's like 40, 45 listeners. I'm pretty sure we're all from Victory Point. However, um, there are, uh, I don't know. Okay. If some of you who are listening to this are from out of state or from another country, I I have no idea how this happens. So, if this is you, please send me an email, Brendan McClenahan at victorypoint.org. Go to our website, victorypoint.org. Find my contact information, send me an email, and just how in the world did you find about this podcast and why do you listen to it? I would love to hear your thoughts. But anyway, that's just a little side thing. What I'd really like to get to is the fact that um, our guest this week is Reese Yant. So, Reese, thanks for joining me for the podcast this week. You bet. Thanks for having me. So, Reese and I were just talking about just the different ways that uh, he is, you know, adapting to the coronavirus pandemic quarantine. And you were talking about like adjusting your job and trying to figure out what you're going to do this summer. Um, You're thinking about working in a factory and you're also thinking about uh, doing like some delivery stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I had two jobs lined up for this summer. One was in the restaurant and the other one was at the outdoor discovery center, which due to camp cancellations is not going to happen this summer. So I've been picking up some side work and I actually signed up for Uber eats, which yeah. uh, is actually a good source of income right now. They're kind of at an all time high. So have you already started that? Uh, I completed all my certifications. I was actually going to do some tonight yes. right after this podcast. Yes. Way to go, man. <laughs> That's awesome. So if you're out there and you're a small business owner looking to hire a intelligent, upstanding young man, go ahead and give Reese a call. I would vouch for it. (laughs) Um, Okay, cool. Well, today uh, we are going to kick off the Bible reading plan for the week. And if you're new to this, what we do is we have a Bible reading plan. You can find it on our website, victorypoint.org. And just click on the Bible reading plan little icon there. And you'll find uh, passages for the whole week. And these are consistent. I mean, we have a new passage every day of the week, except for Saturdays and Sundays. We like five, five passages a week. And um, it just keeps us devoted to scripture, helps us read scripture from across the whole scriptural spectrum. So like, it's not just, we're not just reading out of a gospel. We're also reading Old Testament passages, which is just part of our balanced diet of reading scripture and um, helps us hear from God. Um, as we listen to his voice consistently. So what we're going to do is um, Reese is going to read our scripture passage for today. I'm really excited about these scripture passages this week because uh, this is we're, we're kind of moving into Pentecost. So these are all Pentecost Holy Spirit type passages, which I'm really excited about. Reese is going to read the passage and then we'll just reflect on it together. Um, I said this last week, but if you haven't done so already, I encourage you to pause the podcast, open up the scripture to Acts 2, verses 1 through 21, read it yourself, uh, make your own notes and observations about it, maybe jot some thoughts down, pray through it, 
and then come back to the podcast and resume and uh, then listen as you can join the conversation and also send us your thoughts about it. Send me an email. All right. So Reese, are you ready to go? I'm ready to go. All right. Would you mind reading this out for us? Acts 2, 1 through 21. Thanks. You bet. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues, as the Spirit enabled them. Now they were staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. When they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment, because each one heard them speaking in his own language. Utterly amazed, they asked, Are these not the men who are speaking Galileans? Then how is it that each of us hears him in our own native language? Parthians, Medes, Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phygria, Pamphylia, Egypt, and other parts of Libya near, near Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans, Arabs, we hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own tongues. Amazed and perplexed, they asked one another, what does this mean? Some, however, made fun of them and said, they have had too much wine. Then Peter stood up with the eleven, raised his voice, and addressed the crowd. Fellow Jews and all who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I say. These men are not drunk as you suppose. It is only nine in the morning. No, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on the people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they will prophesy. I will show wonders in heaven above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and billows of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness, the moon to blood, before the coming of great and glorious day of the Lord. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Thank you, Reese. All right, this is a huge passage. Lots in here. And it's a really important passage for us as a church. Um, but we don't have to explain everything about this passage in this podcast. That's not what this is about. Um, this is about what's grabbing you today. What's um, grabbing your attention? So, uh, Reese, what is, what's like maybe one thing that your, your just initial gut reaction to this passage and like one thing that's kind of capturing your attention out of it? I think the thing that, you know, may not be very significant, but the thing that stuck out to me was how the first assumption that people from all over when they came in and heard these people prophesying in their own language, they assumed they were drunk. <laughs> like, I mean, I, I guess I don't know what they were saying or heard said in their own language to make them think that they were drunk, but I don't, cause I don't know, to me, it seems like if you heard people speaking in different languages, yeah, you'd assume something was up, but if they were still being coherent in languages, I'm not sure I would assume they were drunk. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're used to these, what do they say, like, um, are not all these who are speaking Galileans? That's how my translation says it. Yeah, that's how um, mine says too. And they probably think that they're drunk because they look like Galileans and yet they're speaking different languages. So maybe it just looks like they're babbling on and on. Um, yeah, that's, first of all, that's funny, especially coming <laughs> from somebody who works at a brewery. Like, <laughs> are, they, are these people just drunk? Um, 
And I think that's actually a really great thing to pull out of this passage too. Like um, you've got David who um, says, I'll become even more undignified than this. Like you think this is foolishness. Like this is what it looks like when you worship God. Like um, to others, it looks pretty silly and foolish. But um, so there's that aspect of it. But um, I think there's also just kind of like Jesus is um, always pointing out spiritual blindness. And I think you've, you've done a lot of learning about like, like blindness versus sight. Uh, Ray Vanderlaan talks a lot about that, right? Yeah. And um, who can see and who can't see. And when they start, when the Holy Spirit comes, and the miracle of Pentecost comes, the church is born. The people's first response is to kind of make fun of it, you know, to, to not see it, that this earth shaking event, to others just seem like this, this uh, bunch of drunk people, you know, being uh, indignant or something. Well, like that. and I, th- I think those people being Galileans plays into that too, because correct me if I'm wrong, but Galileans, while it wasn't necessarily a derogatory term, they were kind of considered to be the uneducated, you know, farmers yep. from Northern Galilee. So how yep. could they be teaching us who have been studying law in Jerusalem, like our entire lives? Yeah, you're right. Um, they would have seen Galileans and thought like Hicks, mm-hmm. you know, these are the Hicks that have come into town and now they've gotten drunk and they're just being ridiculous. So yeah, that's a really interesting thing to pull, pull out of this. Um, I love it for me. Um, it was the, um, in our own languages, we hear them speaking about God's deeds of power in our own languages. I think there's, there's a lot of different layers to the miracle of Pentecost, but for me, this is the one that strikes home most clearly is that when the gospel comes, it comes in our own language. Um, that what happened when the Holy Spirit came is like, you've got people who are just to paint the picture. You've got people at Pentecost. The Pentecost is a festival, right? Like it's like uh, the Super Bowl, right? You've got people coming from all over into whatever arena that is now currently empty. Um, you've got all people coming from all over to this one space to have this huge festival and they've gathered from all over the Roman empire and beyond and their native languages are different. And um, so they, cause they come from all different places and when they come uh, God had a message for him. He wanted to birth the church and it could have been Peter standing up and, you know, giving the speech, but then it would have had to be translated. And a lot of people may not have got it. But I think there's another uh, sense in which it never really like sinks in and becomes their gospel. Do you know what I mean? Like it's just something someone else said that maybe I didn't really grab hold of. But when someone is speaking my language and I'm like, you don't know my language, but you're speaking my language. And now it's something I can memorize and take home with me, you know, in my own language, not something I have to translate. I'm like, this is my gospel. And now they, they go, it's like Velcro. It just, you know, like, um, Velcro uh, started with like, you know, looking at the seeds that like stick to people's um, burrs. Yeah. The, the burrs on the, on the little seeds that it sticks to the fur and then the animal carries it a long ways off and scratches it off or whatever. And then it drops the seed somewhere else. Um, that's how I see what's happening in Pentecost. It's like really the fact that it's in their own language makes it really good burrs to stick on to the fur of all these people who are gathered and they go back to wherever they came from and they drop the gospel there. And then the gospel grows like a new plant, you know? So um, that's just the word picture I have in my head. 
But um, that was the part that was standing out to me. In our own languages, we hear them. Um, what good news is that? But then also just the personal level of that, of like, yeah, God speaks to me in a language that I can understand. Um, I don't have to, I mean, back in um, the early days of the Catholic Church, um, it was only in Latin that you're able to hear the gospel preached, you know, and um, and thank God for the Reformation that kind of changed that. But um, like the fact that we get to hear, I think even more than that, God speaks the language of the gospel, the good news of the gospel into our hearts, um, into the language that we can understand. So that's, that was part of this passage um, I was thinking about too. Anything else from this passage you wanted to kind of draw out, Reese? Not really. I think you covered it. Okay, sweet. Well, happy Pentecost to everybody. Um, at least it's this coming Sunday. Um, the Holy Spirit is with us. The Holy Spirit is alive in the church and is active. And um, the Holy Spirit has, um, has taken claim of you too. So um, praise God for that. And we will um, see you, not see you. We will be in your earbuds. We'll catch up with you tomorrow with uh, our next passage, which is uh, Numbers 11, 24 through 30, which I'm excited about uh, drawing out some of the parallels there. All right. Thanks, Reese. Catch you tomorrow. You bet. See you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the Bible Reading Plan podcast. If you have any reflections on the scripture we just read, please click the link in the show notes to leave us a voice message. We'd love to hear from you. Let me send you on your way with a blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Thank you.